0: And today I wanna to talk about cooking. Not really, I'm actually gonna use cooking as an analogy to hopefully get the point across that I want to discuss with you guys today. Uh, just a bit of uh, context here, I'm not a, a very good cook. I am, uh, it's, it's not one of my fortes. Cooking is not something I put on my resume and say, yeah, skills, cooking. No, that doesn't really go um, at the top of the pile of my attributes and skills my cooking skills are very simple very basic and basically it's just enough to survive I eat for function not really for taste um, but this is one of the things that I kind of learned early on in my in my life is if you don't if you're not very good at something it's really easy and simple to follow a recipe and as you guys know I am an avid reader and if you've ever been into the supermarket or any kind of store, Big W, Target, Kmart, Dimix, whatever, you would notice that there's actually a lot of cooking books. So the reason there are so many cooking books is for people like me, people who don't know how to cook or aren't very good at it. Because what a recipe book does is give you step-by-step instructions. So you have all of these world-class chefs and people who are in the service industry or in cuisine and just cook the most phenomenal dishes you and I have ever seen or tasted. And what they're doing is they're giving average people like you and I a chance to make some world-class cooking. And all you have to do is follow the steps. Follow the recipe. Step one, get six eggs. Step two, get some plain flour, and so forth. You just follow the steps. It's literally, you read a step, you do it. You read the next step, you do it. And if you do that enough times, you eventually end up with a masterpiece of a dish, which, if you followed all of the steps correctly, will make that dish look and taste amazing. So this is the point that I have for you guys today. If what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it. So what I mean by this is if you're following a recipe and by by recipe I'm now referring to, if you're following a strength training program, if you are following a specific diet or meal plan and it's not working, it's not giving you the desired results that you want, stop doing it. But first, before you throw that recipe in the bin, I want you to take a step back and we're actually going to look within, we're gonna do a bit of introspection. You're going to look within yourself to see if it's the recipe that needs to be adjusted or if it is the person who's making the recipe. Hmm. Because you see, when things go into publication, I'm talking back to actual cooking now. When things go into publication and they actually become live documents for other people to then follow, they have been tried and tested a thousand fucking times before they hit the shelf. So... You know, before Jamie Oliver releases a book, he's tried it, tested it, he's used it on a whole range of different groups, ages, you know, kids, adults, depending on the market he's trying to sort of appeal to. But he makes sure that that recipe looks, tastes, and has the exact same outcome every single time. That's how a recipe works it's repeatable and it gives you a desired outcome or result at the end of it. So for you, if, if you've got a strength and fitness goal, and it doesn't seem that you're making any progress towards that goal, it just feels like you're spinning your wheels and you're kind of, you're working really hard but there's there's no motion, there's actually no movement at the station, this is a really good time for you to stop and reflect what you're doing. Ask yourself, objectively, not emotionally, like, don't worry, it's very difficult to do this, but try and remove yourself from the situation and just look at, look at the situation from an outsider's perspective and ask yourself, are you actually getting closer to your goals? Yes or no? Because if the answer is yes, if you can say with certainty, yes, I am definitely, Jesse, I am 100% getting closer to my goals. I can visualise it and I can see, absolutely, I'm moving forward. It might be slow, but I am definitely getting closer to my goals. Fantastic. If that's you, keep doing what is clearly working. But if the answer is no, if you're working hard, you're, you you say you're following the plan, you're know you you're eating the right foods, you're exercising, you, you're trying to do all of this right stuff, you're trying to follow that recipe, and you can't, with certainty, say that you're getting close to your goals, then you have to stop what you're doing, assess the situation, and then confront the brutal facts. Over the years, I've spoken with a lot of people, hundreds, if not thousands of people, who come to me with goals of becoming fitter or stronger or want to change their life. I speak to, I've speak spoken to so many people over the years. But before I dive too far into you know, the actual specifics of what they're doing, I'm just gonna ask them a little bit about themselves. You know, what is, what is your goal, first of all? What's the goal that you have? Can we clearly define it? Because if we can't clearly define the goal, we're never gonna know if we actually reach it, do we? How, there's no, you know, if we've got a vague goal, it's going to lead to vague actions and vague results but if we have a very precise and clearly defined goal we're going to have clearly defined actions and then clearly defined results when we actually get there so the first question that i ask is what are you currently doing so you know let's let's say all right what are you doing right now what training program are you the listener right here taking these words in through your ears what training program are you currently doing you might tell me that you're doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. You train, you know, three di- three times per week. Uh, you know, I've been following this program, and I've also been on this diet for, for three months now. Great, excellent, fantastic. Now, how's that working out for you? Well, <laughs> that question, quite frankly, stumps most people. They don't really know how to take it. But I am being genuine when I ask you, you know, how's that working out for you? You know, with the program you've told me, the, the the training routine you've got, and the the eating plan, how's it how's it working out for you? Well, this could go a few different ways. You might look me in the eye and say, "Well, Jesse, it's going shit." Thanks for asking. I might, you know, Jesse, thanks that thanks for just putting me. You know, more in misery, I really appreciate that. I've come here to, you know, get some help, but I'm not trying to be a, an arsehole here. I'm actually just trying to get the facts. I just wanna know, you've been doing this for three months now, or six months, or whatever it's been. How's it going? Oh, it's going shit. I'm not getting the results I want. That's what I need your help with, Jesse. Awesome, fantastic, I can definitely help you. But before I dive in and give you my master program, let's back up a little bit, because this next part is where most people don't like to go. But it's unfortunately where most people need to go and they need to spend a lot more time in this area. Okay, the gym program that you were telling me about that you follow three days per week. Have you been doing it exactly as prescribed? So I mean from the, from the second, from the minute that you walk into the gym, are you doing every single thing that you've been asked to do? So if it says do this warm up do you do the warm-up? Oh well, you know, some days I do and some days I don't because you know I don't have a lot of time. You know, I'm really busy. Okay, cool. That's a strike against your name right there. Okay, cool. That's okay. Moving on. So you don't do the warm-up all the time. Cool. What's next? Well, uh, you know, I've got you know these exercises, but sometimes that machine's kind of busy, so I, I skip that one. I don't do it. Um, okay. Hold on a minute. So I under, I, under, I understand the gym is going to be be busy. And you're not always going to have access to the equipment you need at the precise time that you want. But by you just skipping it and saying, oh, somebody's there, I can't do it, end of story. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. That's another strike against your name. You could definitely change the order that you do something. So I don't expect you, if you're waiting for a squat rack, I don't expect you to do your warm up and then stand around for 20 to 30 minutes until that rack becomes available. What I would expect for you to do, and if you're not familiar with this concept, this will actually really help you with your training journey. If there is a piece of equipment that you want to utilize, but is currently being used by someone else, what you do is go to the next exercise on your program, and then you revisit it, and you come back to it when it becomes available. You don't just skip it and say, oh, well, I needed the squat rack and someone was there, so I couldn't do it. That's a bit of a cop out, isn't it? Come on, guys. Come on, we're all adults here. Let's let's not just you know palm it off and say I tried, because you didn't really. You just thought it's easier to skip it entirely than it is to change the order of your training session for once. Okay, okay. So we've got two strikes against your name. That's okay. Uh, moving on. What's next? Um, okay. Are you working as hard as you possibly can? So if if your program calls for you to do eight to ten reps, could you do more than ten? Oh yeah, probably. Cool, how many more would you be able to do? You did 10, how many more would you be able to do? Oh, I don't know, four or five? Only four or five. You just told me it's pretty easy. You could probably do four or five, is it? So you could only do 15. Oh, if I had to push probably 18 or 20 then. All right, you happy? I am very happy, thank you. Because that's a third strike against your name. Your program calls for eight to 10. This means that it should be challenging for you to reach 8 to 10 repetitions. If you're telling me that your program has a maximum of 10 repetitions and you could do 18 possibly 20 reps, I'm sorry man, but that weight's weight that's far too light for you. You need to increase it by, you know, the next dumbbell up or maybe even two. All right, cool. So we've got three strikes against your name. Okay. So we didn't do the warm up We've skipped an exercise and you're not working as hard as you could. Okay. Uh, are you using the best technique that you know so that, that you're currently capable of producing? Uh, some days, but like I told you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy. You know, I just want to get in and out and do it as quickly as I can. So, you know, I just, I get in there and I do it and it kind of, it feels okay. It's, it's probably not the best I could do, but, you know, it's good enough. Cool. There's a fourth strike against your name right there. So what you're telling me is, these exercises that you're going into the gym to perform, you're telling me you wanna get stronger, you wanna build muscle, and you wanna lose a bit of body fat, but you can't take the time, the care, and the effort to actually use the best technique that you have available to you. That doesn't really sound like, that's not, that's not good enough, is it? No, I think we both know that you not using the best technique for every single repetition of every single set of every single exercise isn't good enough. I expect more from you, and you expect more from you. Okay, so we've got four strikes against your name. What's next? Um, Okay, your program has it's got rest periods on it, so it tells you you know to rest for a minute or 90 seconds. Are you following that? No, I don't. I don't time my rest periods because I've told you before, Jesse, I'm a really busy guy. So you know, I I just want to get in there, get in there, get the work done, and get out as quickly as possible. Okay, first of all, do you understand the purpose of having rest periods? (sighs) Yeah, yeah, it's to you know, it's so I can lift heavier. Okay, why is that important? Well, if I can lift heavier, you know, I'm gonna build more muscle. Awesome, what does that also mean? Well, the more muscle mass I have, the higher my metabolic rate. Okay, what does that do for your body? It helps me burn more calories at rest. All right, so you understand the why, you understand the purpose behind having rest periods and how that impacts your goals, yet you are choosing not to follow these protocols and these recommendations. Yeah, that's right. And there's strike number five. Can you see a common theme here? I hope as listening, you who I hope you can actually understand what I'm getting at here. It's not the program. The program the program's fine. The program might be fine. I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. But by the sounds of things, you know, we've got five strikes. And that's 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 we've only just scratched the surface of, you know, one day of training. Amplify that by three days of training over the course of three or six months, however long it is that you've been training, and that you tell me that, oh, I'm working my ass off and this program's not producing results. Well, if you've answered no to these questions, what I mean by that is, are you following the exercises as prescribed? No. Have you been pushing yourself and working as hard as you could? No. Are you using the best technique that you know? No. Are you following the rest periods? No. If the answer is no for any of these questions, not all of them, I mean any. It's not the program that's the issue. It's you. The program, the plan has been made, it's been crafted specifically for you and you're not working the plan. Here's the deal, guys. The plan works when you do. Actions first, results second. That's the way it works. This is how results are formed, not the other way around. And this is something, it, it, it took me a really long time and a lot of people burning me, basically, just using me for me to figure this out. There are times, I'm not gonna stand here, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say to you guys, all of my clients are perfect, because they're not. Over the years, I've had clients who tell me, you know, Jesse, I need a new training program. I'm like, cool, let's have a look at your current routine, your current plan. Oh, Jesse, I've, I've got no stats for you. Uh, was I meant to write all of my reps that I did and the weight I lifted on the program that you provided me? Oh, well, yeah, that's how I gauge your progress. So if you don't provide me any information and any training data for me to objectively look at your progress, how can I create you a new training program? You know, on week one, what did you lift for? You know, a barbell Romanian deadlift? I, I, I don't know. Jesse, I don't know. I don't know what to to tell you. Well, I can't create you a new training program until such a point that you follow the program from start to finish, crossing your T's and dotting your I's, following it as prescribed to the letter. I can't do anything more because you're not doing the bare minimum. You're not doing what is being asked of you. This is how it works. So many people are really quick to jump to the gun and say, oh, the program doesn't work. Well, ask yourself these hard questions. Are you following the program to the letter? Most people cannot answer that with a confident yes. And if that's you, there's good news. That's an excellent starting point for you to start to make the change. Because by doing these things, by pushing yourself harder, by doing a thorough warm up, by doing the prescribed reps at the appropriate weight, using the best technique possible with the designated rest periods, you are going to get more out of the current training program you have. And then, what you may notice as a lovely side effect and benefit is you get better results. You're welcome. So, there's the training aspect, that's just the training program. That's that's it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not even half of the equation. It's a little piece of the puzzle. Let's say now that you also want to drop body fat and get a bit leaner. So maybe you've got some extra kilos, maybe it's the corona kilos still hanging around, or maybe you've just, you know, been plodding along for the last few years neglecting your body. Let's say you want to actually start to change that and, you know, get leaner, more defined and have a bit of muscle on your body. First question, are you drinking your calories? So oh, what does that mean? That means are you getting any of your energy or your caloric intake by drinking it? Orange juice or juice in general contains calories. Boost juice contains lots of calories. Iced coffee, a lot of calories. Power rate, energy drinks, calories. So what I'm getting at here is if your goal is fat loss, you should not be consuming your calories, your energy intake from liquids. Period. If you wanna lose body fat and you want one simple tip, this is it. Don't drink your calories. So that means your liquid intake is going to be water, tea, coffee. That's it. Maybe a protein shake with water. The amount of people who scratch their head and think, oh, why can't I lose the weight? Well. How much booze you had this week? Well, I had two ciders this day. I had one one wine that day. And then, you know, you know, I had friend's birthday or 40th or whatever it was. So, you know, I had a few then because, you know, it's their birthday, you gotta do it. Well, you don't gotta do it, you chose to do it. But that's the first thing. Are you drinking your calories? Next, how many times have you gone off the wagon? So if you if you have a meal plan or if you have a specific diet, how many times, if any, did you get off the wagon? Did you kind of deviate off the plan? Or perhaps, you know, make one error and then you turn that into a binge. And here's the thing. I'm not all high and mighty. I I screw up my diet as well. Okay, I fall off the wagon too. You know, if you fell off the wagon, that's okay, it happens. It happens to all of us. No one's perfect. But the question then becomes, if you fell off the wagon, if you happen to, you know, Go astray and lose focus, or you know, made a a bad judgment call, or emotional started emotionally eating after that initial bout of eating. Did you get straight back on track, or did it, or did then you choose to extend the binge to a two, three, or four day splurge because you know you're already quotation marks fucked up? Here's the thing, here's the thing, first and foremost. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I do have a certificate in exercise nutrition. And what I'm also very good at is understanding people. Because It's all really well and good to understand the science of nutrition. But if you can't speak to people and understand why they do what they do, it's very difficult to, to make positive change and you know improve habits and lifestyle choices. So what I'm getting at here is a binge doesn't have to lead to a two, three, four day event. It can and it does, but it doesn't have to. So if you're aware that, oh man, I went off the plan, <sighs> screwed up. If you understand the situation and the event in and of itself, and then you still decide to continue down that path, it is a choice. It's when we don't stop and think about our actions that it becomes emotionally eating. Oh man, how did that bag of chips just disappear? You know, I was eating like really slowly and then all of a sudden the packet was empty. Like I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person. Red Rock Deli chips, give me a bag of salt and vinegar. I will devour the shit out of them. That happens rarely. My wife can attest to it. It happens rarely. That's that's my vice. Salt and vinegar chips from Red Rock Deli, delicious. But what I'm trying to get at here, that's a bit of a tangent. Um, What I'm trying to get at here is, one instance of you going off track doesn't have to be more than that. If you're aware of the situation, you can then get straight back on track, if you choose to. So that's where we don't, if, if you turn a binge into a two, three or four day event, you're basically digging yourself an an even deeper ditch. Yeah, so moving on. Do you have a meal plan? If your goal is to lose body fat, do you have a meal plan? If you don't, why not? The way to lose body fat is by having a negative energy balance or also known as a calorie deficit. So if you have no guardrails to keep you aligned with that goal, how, how do you know if you're heading in the right direction? It's it's like bowling. If you've ever gone 10-pin bowling, you know, you take it if you see kids down there, or maybe you're, you're an adult and maybe you're just really bad at bowling. If you have a poor aim, you know, you throw a gutter ball. Oh, it goes a little bit too far to the left, gutter ball, and it just travels all the way to the end. You, hit, you knock over no pins. As you get better, you start hitting the outs, the outer pins. So maybe you get one or two. A meal plan, so this, this is it doesn't have to be a diet per se. I'm not saying you have to go and do paleo or keto or any of these fad diets, whatever. We're trying to find what food choices, if we were to install them into your life, what would make positive change? What would help you create a calorie deficit on a consistent basis? These are your guardrails. So let's say in your 10-pin bowling, got a ball. Next round, got a ball. The gutter ball indicates you have a very low awareness of what foods to eat and what quantities to eat them. Therefore, you are not at the desired body composition that you wanna be at. So meaning you're overweight and you don't know how to lose the weight. Having a meal plan or following a diet or some form of lifestyle factors, shall we call it, they they end up being your guardrails. So you might start to throw a little bit to the side, but instead of it rolling down the gutter, it's gonna pinball from side to side to side, one side of the, uh, the lane to the other, and it's gonna knock some pins over. When you knock these pins over, that's progress being made. So initially, you're probably not gonna have a very good aim. If you've been overweight for a while, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, your aim is not very good. Your understanding of nutrition is quite low. And it's not, about just underst- it's not about what you know. It's about what you do with what you know. So you might be smarter than me in terms of nutrition. I don't know. But if your aim is consistently in the gutter, in the gutter, in the gutter, and you're not making any progress, it's because your aim sucks. So having some constraints, some frameworks, a diet or a meal plan to follow is a really good way to help you get back on the straight and narrow. So you can start knocking some pins over. So as you start knocking over those pins, those one or two at a time, and you start being more consistent with it, you you realise, oh, if I just aim a little bit to the right, I can actually knock over four or five pins. And then once you do that consistently, and you see, when I do this consistently, I'm getting results. And then you refine more and more, your aim gets better and better, and you start hitting seven pins, eight pins. And occasionally, you're gonna hit a strike. And when you do this for a long enough period of time, you don't need the guardrails anymore because your aim has improved so much, you have developed an understanding of what works for you. I'm not talking about getting results for a million people because there's a million different ways to do it. What I'm trying to do is help you figure out what you need to do to get results for you. So the first question we asked is, are you drinking calories? if you are reduce them or eliminate them that is an that is an instant and a free way to create a calorie deficit if you if and when you fall off the wagon or you binge it's okay accept it understand it you don't have to be okay with it but what you're looking to do is just get straight back on track as soon as you can Acknowledge it has happened, it is now in the past, I can no longer affect it, but I can affect the future by changing my actions right here and now in the present moment. And like I said, if we don't have a very good aim, if we haven't been at a at a weight that feels comfortable or a body composition or a clothing size that you feel happy in for a while, maybe a meal plan or some form of, you know, nutritional analysis will be helpful to put some guardrails in place to say, "Hey, Try this for a while, just to give you a bit of direction, a bit of structure, a bit of planning in your life. You know, it gives you some clear directions and helps you increase the accuracy of your aim towards your goal. And here's the thing, if you do have a meal plan, if you do follow a diet, how closely are you following it? Are you following it all of the time? Some of the time, or none of the time? It's my experience as a coach, that most people continue doing things which don't work, because it's easier to blame the program or the diet for not working compared to saying, it was me. Do you know how much harder that is for an individual to say, for a person to look himself in the mirror and to stop pointing the blame elsewhere and start pointing it within? It's really hard to do takes a lot of self-awareness and it takes a lot of balls. It's easy to deflect. It's easy to you know, put the blame elsewhere. And that's where your ego comes in. If you put your ego aside and you look at the situation objectively, you'll be able to understand why you are where you are very, very quickly. Because when you, when you say, it was me, you put your hand up and you say, I caused this problem. Well, I, I'm in this situation because of me. And it's still my mess because I didn't clean it up properly. When you do that, you stop casting blame, and you can get back to reality. And more importantly, you can actually do something to move forward. If what you're doing right now is not working, and you can, and you can with 100% certainty so that you are following every single part of your life and what is required to achieve your goals to the letter, you need to change what you're doing. So if, if if what you're doing isn't working and you're doing everything perfectly, if you're 100% consistent and you're still not getting the results you want, you have to change what you're doing. But like I said, you can't get to that stage and answer that question until you look at all the other stuff. Because far too many people have done 20 different strength training programs and 14 different diets and 13 different you know daily rituals. That's a lot of that's a lot of variables to change. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is the program. Yeah, sometimes it is the diet that needs to be changed or tweaked or adjusted. But a lot of the times, if you just look at your own actions, you'll you'll answer a lot of your own questions and you'll see why you are where you are. But if and this is a very this is a very small percentage of people that will fit into this category. If what you're doing is not working and you are following every single part of your program to a T, if you are being 100% consistent with your diet and you're still not getting the results you want, yes. Please, do change what you're doing. It's it's the equivalent of you know trying to drive across the country in the wrong direction. Doesn't matter how fast you drive or how many red lights you run, you're not gonna get there any faster. Because you won't, frankly, you won't get there at all because you're going in the wrong direction the exact same thing is true for your body. It's like following a recipe. The recipe will only be good as the steps that you follow. So if you want to do step four in front of, you know, step three, you know, it may not turn out exactly as it's uh, as it's planned, because that's the, the book said step three for a reason. It had it in that order for a specific purpose. And here's the thing, just to, just to kind of give you some take home points so you can actually implement some of this information that I'm, that I'm giving you. There are ways to track and measure your progress, but if you're not using them, how can you know if you're making progress? You can't. I know some people are terrified of the scales. The scales are a small square with a battery in it that tells you numbers doesn't tell you you're a good person. doesn't tell you you're a shit person. It just gives you a number. How you react to that number is completely up to you. Some people just see it as a number and they understand objectively, this number is a measure of my body mass. And then they leave it at that. Other people turn it into a, they have a lot more emotional connection to it because of various reasons, which is too long for this podcast. But what I'm trying to get at here is if you have a certain area that you want to improve and you're not tracking and measuring it, there is absolutely no way for you to improve. If you want to lose 10 kilos and you don't know what you weigh right now, how will you know what 10 kilos lighter looks and feels like? You can't because you haven't got a starting point. So if if you are tracking and measuring your progress, but you aren't getting the results you want, here are my top three recommendations for you. Tip number one, work harder. I guarantee you can train harder than what you're showing right now. I'm sure that you can do that. And I also know that you could probably plan better and be more mindful of what you're eating and how much you're eating. Because if the goal is fat loss, it is an equation. To create a calorie deficit, you have to be burning more calories than you consume on a daily basis for a consistent period of time. How long does it take? 13.3 days. I'm kidding, that's a joke. Here's the deal, it takes as long as it takes. The larger the calorie deficit, the quicker you will lose the weight. But for a lot of people, that approach isn't always sustainable. The bottom line is this though, you need to create a calorie deficit. Tip two, follow the plan. And I don't mean some of the time. I don't mean just when it's convenient or when you feel like it. I mean all of the time uh, with 100% consistency, Monday to Sunday, because if you can't do that, you have no right to say the program didn't work. You didn't follow the program, so you can't say that. Tip three, if you're doing tips one and two, so if you're already working as hard as you physically can, you're maxed out. You couldn't give an extra 1% of effort even if you tried. If you are following the program with 100% of consistency and you know with absolute certainty, I can't do it any better than I'm doing it right now. First of all, think really hard about those two. But if, if you are doing those two, then yes, you might wanna look into a different approach because there's no point in you bashing your head into a brick wall if there's a better way to accomplish the goal you have. If what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it. But here's the takeaway. It's a self-assessment first. You must clearly and clinically assess your own performance and how consistent you are taking the actions every single day and every single week. So you self-assess first and then you course correct second. That's really as simple as it is. It's pretty simple, isn't it? <laughs> but the, the big thing that I'm trying to get across to you guys, if you're still listening this far, it shows that you care. So that that's, that's a really big component as well, because I know some people who say they care about their goals, yet, you know, won't take the time to listen to two podcast episodes. If you're still listening, it shows that you have a, a high care factor, which is great, because we can use that to your advantage. But it, it starts from within. It means that you have to assess your own performance. Critically, not what you want it to be, what not what you wished it would be, what it is. Are you following the program? Are you working hard? Are you being consistent? That'll answer a lot of the questions you have. But if you can still hold your head up and say, I'm following the program, I'm working as hard as I can, then yes, it might be time for a new approach. And if you're local to my area, I would love to help you if you need some more direction on how to get the uh, goals that you have, please reach out. My website is www.fullasc.com. So that's spelt F-U-L-L-A-S-C.com. Reach out when you're ready, and I'll see how I can help you. That's it for today, guys. I will speak to you very soon for another episode. Thanks for listening. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.